You're listening to Shop Talk with Misty Cordes, a podcast that delivers actionable content, business hacks, and behind-the-scenes marketing secrets for ambitious entrepreneurs who want to create a business that makes an impact and gives them the freedom, flexibility, and control they dream about. Okay, so today we're going to talk about online advertising strategies to scale and grow in 2023. So correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the biggest challenges that I hear all the time entrepreneurs talking about is to grow in your business is making sure that you get enough people to know about you, your brand and your offers so that you can make the sales that you want to meet make so that you can reach your goals, right? So in other words, if if more people knew what you did and what you offered, you'd probably make more sales, right? Well, there is um there are two primary ways that you can get more exposure for your business. The first thing that you can do is you can get free organic exposure. So this is exposure that you do not pay for to to receive, right? And free organic exposure is um is the exposure that you receive because, or I'm sorry, back up a moment. So paid exposure is the exposure that you receive because of the investment that you've made in, in advertising your business. So the thing is, is most entrepreneurs love the idea and they want, and they actually tend to focus their efforts on creating as much free exposure as they can. But the problem with relying on free exposure is that you don't typically control who sees your business or offers or the rate that they see it. So here's what I mean by that. If you can't control who and how many people see your business or offers, then you can't control your sales and grow. So if you want more control over who and how many people see your offers, then you have to have control over that visibility, right? And that visibility will help you control the sales and growth. I hope this is making sense, okay? If not, drop a message, okay? Um, But basically, paid advertising, paid exposure gives you more control over your business and your growth. That's, That's the essential thing, right? So, Before we dive into the actual online advertising strategies that we recommend, I want to kind of take a step back for a quick second and look at the four stages of a standard uh, sales funnel. So in stage one, you've, you've probably seen this before, right? You've got awareness. This is where the consumer becomes aware of the brand, the product, the service, or the offer. In stage two of the sales funnel is interest. This is where the consumer shows that they're interested in what you have to offer. Stage three is consideration. This is where the consumer um, does their research. They want to learn more about the product, service, or offer, and they start to compare different brands and who's offering what, right? And trying to make a decision on who the best person or business is um, that they can move forward with. And then lastly, in stage four, The purchase is where the consumer obviously takes action and makes a purchase. This is all pretty simple and straightforward. Many of us have probably seen this before. So last week on our live call, we shared lifecycle marketing, right? So I want to take a quick moment to review this again. Um, 
So lifecycle marketing is a mix of strategies that a company uses to communicate um, and move its target audience from being a prospect to being a customer, then an ambassador, and eventually a lifelong customer, right? Everything we do in our company is uh, guided by this graphic that you're seeing here. So when someone says to me, hey, Misty, what do I need to do to grow my business? The first thing I do is I do a quick audit of their business, learn where they're at, learn where their struggles are. And then I turn to the lifecycle marketing stages and I say, okay, based on what you shared with me, these are the stages that we need to address. Okay. So there's seven stages in the process. The first stage is awareness, right? This is where you're advertising, you're, you're showing up and, and getting your business brand offers in front of your target audience. Step number two is where you capture the contact information of that individual. So you add them to your email marketing list. So you have an opportunity to, um, to, to speak to them through email. Step number three is where you nurture your relationship with that new prospect. Um, you're providing additional value. And last week, we talked about this at great lengths uh, with a specific strategy. So if, if, if this is the first time you're joining us, I would highly recommend that you go over there and, and, and check out that video training because we go into that um, pretty deep. And um, once you've nurtured the relationship with that individual, then, of course, you want to convert them into a customer, right? Once you convert them into a customer, you look for ways to delight and wow that customer. When you do that, when you're intentional about delighting and wowing your brand new customer, you have a higher probability that they become an ambassador. An ambassador is someone who can't help but to tell other people about their relationship with you and and their experience with you, um, which is what we all want as business owners, right? Word of mouth. And um, as, as an ambassador, they are more likely to become lifelong customers. And this is where you have an opportunity to upsell them to other products and services that you offer. So those are the, the seven stages to the lifecycle marketing process. Now, you're going to hear me talk about this a lot if you're going to be joining us in upcoming uh, lives. But I, I just want to make sure that you have a foundational understanding because everything that we talk about will fit into one of these stages. And today is no different. Obviously, today we're going to be talking about the first stage of lifecycle marketing, which is awareness. Now, if you look at a standard sales funnel in the first four stages of the lifecycle marketing, right, they actually line up. So stage one is the strategies you deploy to create awareness or advertise your business. Stage two is where you capture the interest of your target audience. And how many businesses do that today is they offer a free resource, also known as a lead magnet, that they give away in exchange for a person's contact information, right? So that's stage two. Stage three is where the prospect is in consideration. In consideration, the prospect is comparing businesses. They're comparing products, services, right? And they're doing their research. This is why in lifecycle marketing, nurturing is so important. Nurturing allows you to get in front of your prospect consistently and provide them with the information and value so that eventually when they are ready to buy, they will buy from you because you were there when they were considering their options. Does that make sense, right? Super simple. Okay, all of this is going to tie together, I promise. I'm trying to get you kind of in my thought process and what I want to share with you today. So the biggest mistake entrepreneurs or businesses make in their marketing and advertising efforts is that they try to take someone 
from awareness, right? Just learning about your company, learning about what you have to offer to purchase. And they try to do that in one email that they send, uh, one social post that they post out or a paid ad that they set up. And they think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sending out emails. I'm doing social posts. I'm setting up ads. And they think that they're going to get results, but then they don't. And when they don't get results, here's what happens. They say things like this. Email marketing doesn't work for my, my market. Or they'll say, I've never gotten a sale from social media, so it doesn't work. <clears throat> or they'll say, I've hired a, a, an ad, you know, I, or I've run an ad on Facebook and no one seems to be buying. So Facebook advertising doesn't work either. Now, I don't know if you've ever said this before, but we've heard this many times from customers over the years. And here's what I want you to know. First of all, number one, if you've ever said those things, I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm just pointing out what we've heard from thousands of entrepreneurs. And it saddens me to hear this because I know that most entrepreneurs would sell more if they incorporated the right strategies into their business. And by the way, in a minute, I'm going to share the strategies that we recommend. And I hope my goal is, is that it's crystal clear on why we recommend this approach. And I, and I think it will be. Um, and number two, I want it to be very crystal clear. Email marketing works, social media marketing works, and paid advertising works. What doesn't work though, and this is the mistake that a lot of people make, is they try to convert a cold audience into becoming a customer without warming them up, without, you know, nurturing them first. And, you know, it, it, this, I use this analogy a lot. I've been married for 30 years now, but, <laughs> you know, if I was single <laughs> and I was looking to, you know, meet someone, let's say I went to the local bar and I walked into the bar and I'm in there and I notice, you know, some guy. And I walk across the bar and I say, hi, my name's Misty. Will you marry me? Right? It's absurd to think that that might even happen, right? In real life, in that scenario. But when you think about your business as a business owner, when you send out one email a year or every six months or even once a month, or you're, social, you're, you're posting on social media sporadically, hoping that you're going to get results, or you set up a Facebook ad targeting cold traffic and you're trying to sell them something, that is the equivalent of me walking into a bar saying, hi, my name's Misty, will you marry me? It's the same thing. You're trying to take a cold prospect to a customer in just one conversation. So that's the reason why those strategies may have not worked in the past for you. So that's the thing I want to point out. So today I'm going to talk about an entire system or, or, or series of strategies that will work together to help you lead your prospect through your sales process. And there are steps that you need to take in order to get them to warm up to you before they will make the purchase. Am I making sense? And does anyone have any questions? Colin, is there any questions coming in so far? Not so far. Okay, cool. I'm going to keep going then. All right. Next thing. So here are some of the strategies that you should deploy in your business, right? And so I'm going to walk you through the left side of the graphic first, starting at the top, so that you have an understanding of, of, of what these mean and, and what you should be focused on in those, in those stages. 
So on the left-hand side, you've got tofu, T-O-F-U. <laughs> what does that mean? It's your top of funnel focus, right? So at the top of funnel is the awareness level. And your, what you should be focusing on at that level is marketing and advertising. In the middle of the funnel, MOFU, <laughs> your focus at the interest level should be deploying strategies to help you capture leads. And then once you capture those leads, still in the middle of the funnel, because obviously there's two stages there, is at the consideration level, you should be deploying strategies to nurture your prospect. Now, last week, again, we gave you a specific strategy that you can use to nurture. If you have not watched that, I highly recommend that you do that. We have the replay inside of our Extraordinary Entrepreneur group. And Colin, if you have a second, if you could drop that like in um, Q&A or chat or whatever, so that they yep. have access to that, that would be great. So if there's anyone in, in on this call today that isn't part of that group, I definitely highly recommend you join. It's free to do it. Can, okay. can anybody let me know that they can see that in the chat? Yes. We had a problem last week, so we want to make sure everybody can see it. <laughs> and then um, the, the bottom of the funnel, BOFU, right, is at the purchase level. So this is where you should have consistent follow-up and sales strategies that you follow in your business. So now what we're going to do is we're going to walk through the right-hand side of the funnel, okay? And I'm going to give you some specific strategies at each level that you should be deploying in your business. Now, some of these are outside of um, paid advertising, which is what this whole conversation is about today, obviously. But I also wanted to throw in a few um, unpaid or free organic uh, strategies as well, so that you are starting to think about those. Because even though paid strategies give you more control over who sees your ads and offers and at the rate that they see them, obviously we want to have more control. So you need to do the paid, but free strategies are also important in your business as well. Because I mean, as a business owner, we want as much organic or free exposure that we can get to our business as we can. The mistake that most entrepreneurs make, I want to keep reiterating this, is that they tend to lean more towards implementing the free strategies and rarely implement the paid strategies. And that's where the problem lies because they're depending on the free strategies to, to grow their business and they don't control the results. <clears throat> they don't control who sees it and they don't control at the rate that they see their business and offers. Okay. All right, so we're going to start at the top of the funnel. And at the top of the funnel, a couple of things that we teach consistently that's important that you should be implementing in your business is that you should be posting on social media consistently. And again, we talked about this last week, but not only posting to your social media accounts, if you have a business profile, you've probably noticed that when you do a social post, in the bottom right-hand corner, oftentimes, like on, especially like on Facebook, it will tell you how many people viewed that post, and it's very little. So like as an example, in my personal brand, I have just shy of maybe 2,000 people that are following me, right? And I might have 15 people that see my post if I, don't, if I just post it to my page, which is not very much. And the reason is, is because Facebook for businesses is an advertising platform. So if you do not pay to boost your post, it won't be seen. Even 
if people are following you. And you've probably noticed that. But yet so many entrepreneurs are reluctant to pay to boost because they're not getting results. So we'll talk about that here a little bit more in a minute. But you should be posting on social media consistently and not only posting consistently, but also boosting those posts so that you can get your message, your business in front of your target audience. Number two, you should be writing blog articles and posting them on your website and then optimizing them for SEO. Now, this is where you get the free organic traffic. Every time you post a blog article, you're basically creating another opportunity for search engines like Google to serve up your website to their users. So when someone goes to Google and asks a question about what you do, right? Uh, Google, if you have blog articles that are optimized and posted on your site, they will serve those articles up to their users and say, here you go. Here's Here's the information you were looking for. That's the free organic traffic. Now, I say free in air quotes, by the way, if you could see me right now, (laughs) because obviously writing a blog, posting a blog, it takes time. Now, if you're hiring it, it could take some money even to do that. But I say it's free because typically you you don't pay to promote that article on Google. Google just serves it up to their users. All right. And then number three, you should be running paid ads so that you can control who and how many people see your brands and offers. So that goes hand in hand with the social media posts. That's where you're boosting your posts and getting more traffic, all right? So the next step we're gonna go through is the middle of funnel at the interest level. And you should be creating ways that you can capture the contact information of your prospects that are interested in what you have to offer. So how do they show interest? The way that they show interest is when they request the information aka lead magnet, that you are offering. When someone says, I will take that free offer, that free lead magnet that you're offering me, they're saying, I'm interested in what you have to offer. That's the first indicator that they are showing interest. So at this stage, you should optimize your website to capture leads. One example of doing that is you should have a pop-up on your site. So when you have visitors that are on your site, you should have a pop-up that says, hey, wait, before you go, take this free resource with you. That's a great way to capture leads. Next, you should also have landing pages that offer free resources. So landing pages are, are dedicated pages that you build on your website. They're hidden from the main menu. And you use these pages to drive people over, drive people over to that page so that they can see what you have to offer, see what your free resource is, and decide if they want to take advantage of it. So oftentimes we'll create landing pages and we'll share the free resource on social media, and then we'll link to the landing page where they can request that information. And that's how we add them to our email marketing list. Another thing that you should consider doing is adding a live chat to your website. This is huge. Um, When you have a live chat on your site, there are people who show up to your site every day, every week, every month, right? And um, they have questions, but they're not ready to buy. So they don't want to schedule a discovery call because they're not there yet. They're in the research mode. They have a few questions. And while they're on their site, if you had a live chat that popped up that initiated a conversation with your visitors, you have a higher chance of converting them because you're actively able to answer their questions in real time. 
So you should absolutely consider adding a live chat to your site. And then of course, lastly, is you wanna run paid ads that are focused on driving visitors to your site and your landing pages. Or you can also run ads that are focused on just capturing leads. Um, an example of this would be like a Facebook lead ad. If you've ever run ads on Facebook before, you know that's one of the options that they will present to you. So you could do one of two things. You could run a lead ad where actually you capture the lead rate from Facebook, or you can also run a, a ad that is designed to capture leads, but you're driving them to your landing pages where they can opt in to, to, to request your free resource. All right, so that's the middle of funnel. Lead generation at the interest level, lead generation is your focus. Those are the, uh, some examples of activities that you could and should be doing in your business. Let's move to the next level. So in the middle of funnel still, at the consideration level though, you should be focused on creating content consistently. And what I mean by that is every single week, you should be creating content that educates and inspires your audience. And I keep, I keep talking about last week's call because in that call, we talked about a simple social media selling system. And this is the best way that we have found to nurture prospects consistently. So at this level, not only should you be creating uh, content consistently, but you should also be offering some form of a discovery call or consultation uh, on your website, it de depending on your business and, and if it makes sense for your business, you may also want to offer a free demo or a trial period, right? These are the types of things that when, when a prospect is in the consideration level of the funnel, they want to know they're doing their research. They want to know they can trust you. They want to know you know what you're doing. They want to, they want to learn from you, right? And then once they've gathered that information, they are more likely to schedule a discovery call with you. If, if you ever looked at your Google Analytics at the end of the year, now's a good time because we're coming up at the end of this year, right? Look at how many visitors were on your site last year and how many people actually scheduled a discovery call with you if you have one available, assuming you do, most businesses do. Because as a business owner, we're eager to get people on discovery calls because we know that's our sales call, right? And that's what we wanna do is have a sales conversation. But see, the missing piece is this. If you aren't creating weekly core content in the form of a video, a blog, a podcast, right? They don't have any information other than what your website tells them which is very biased, by the way, it's very sales oriented, typically, they don't have any way to determine if you're the person they should move forward with. They have no comparison. Now, if you were to line your business up next to a, someone who is producing weekly video content, who is posting on social media regularly, who is, has a podcast, right? And has all of those things. And they have lots of great information out there. Who do you think your prospect's going to decide to move forward with? The guy who, who just has a, a website that says, bye. <laughs> or the guy or gal, obviously, who, um, who is producing content and building trust and authority through the content that they create and share. Who do you think they'd move forward with? I think it's pretty obvious, right? This is why these things are so important. These aren't optional things. Sure, you can slap up a website, you can throw on a discovery call button to have them book with you, but you're going to get very few people to actually take action on you. Most people are want to do their research and the more content you can deliver to do to them, 
to help them do that research, the more likely they will schedule the discovery call. Okay, I'll get off my little soapbox there. <laughs> it's so important because I think so many people, they're like, I feel like I'm doing all the work, but I'm just not getting the results. Well, you're doing part of the work because you have the discovery call, but the part that you're missing is the weekly core content, the thing that's going to build the trust. All right. And then at the bottom of the funnel, you should have a documented sales process that you and or your team, if you have one, that you follow consistently. You should have a system in place to keep in touch with your prospects. And you should be running paid retargeting ads to people who have engaged with you throughout your sales funnel. Pretty simple, right? And most of us have those things in place. And again, the thing that most entrepreneurs are missing is the paid retargeting ads. So let me kind of summarize this, if, if, if you will. So, you know, I started out today stating that I was going to share an online advertising strategy that would allow you to scale and grow, okay? And the items on the right-hand side of this funnel here, I have actually highlighted the advertising strategies that I'm referring to. Now, I've given you some free organic strategies as well. Like you can blog, you know, optimize it for SEO. You can have a pop-up on your website and you should do all those things. Those are organic free ways to gain exposure for your business. But what we're talking about today is how do you scale and grow consistently? And the way that you do that is through paid advertising. So the items on the right, again, that I've highlighted are the advertising strategies that I'm talking about. So at the awareness level, you should be posting and boosting social media posts to start putting your brand in front of your target, target audience. And again, when you're doing social media posts here, I'm not talking about you posting an ad on your social media. I'm talking about you creating content that's valuable, little nuggets of information, ways that you can show your expertise, your experience, your unique point of view, social content that people want to consume that's educational, fun, inspiring. That's what social posts are supposed to be. They're not designed to do ads yet. So your social media posts are designed to engage and put your brand, your message, your face, your logo, whatever it is, however, you know, whatever you want to lead with in front of your target audience consistently. And by that, I mean every single week. And then at the next level, at the interest level, you should be run, running some form of paid lead ads. That could be lead ads on Facebook where they just, they can sign up for your free resource that you're offering them right from Facebook, or it could be an ad that drives them to a landing page where they can sign up for a free resource. But some way you need to be paying to get your free resources in front of that target audience so that they sign up for something so that you're adding them to your email marketing list. Because the obvious is true, uh, without leads, you can't sell. <laughs> right? And then at the consideration level, you should be creating weekly core content. And like I mentioned before, it should be, ideally, it's a video that you turn into a blog that can also be turned into a, either an audio file or a podcast. 
Now I could go into a whole training on why that's important because people like to consume content in different ways. So the more ways that you can be showing up with your content, um, the more likely you are to connect with your target audience. Some people like to read your blog is a great place for them to do that. Some like to watch a video, they can do that as well. And then you can extract your audio from your video and you could post it as a, as a podcast. And that is actually the training I shared last week. That's what we we focused in on is, is kind of highlighting that, that process. And then at the, the, the next level, the purchase level, you should be running retargeting ads to sell your programs, products, or services. So at the end of the funnel, after you've had, you have built a relationship with those individuals through your social posts, they've started to engage. You're going to run lead ads to those same people to get them to opt into a free resource. Once they opt into the free resource, now they're on your list. Maybe they're in a group that you've set up. And now you're going to deliver weekly core content to nurture, to to help educate, to inspire, to show them your unique point of view. And then finally, finally at the, the final level is where you're going to be running retargeting ads to sell your programs, products, services, and offers to the people who've engaged with you at the other levels. What most business owners do and entrepreneurs do is they try to run their, what what should be their retargeting ads. They try to run their ads at the top of the funnel and they wonder why they don't get results. And the reason why they don't get results is because that person you're putting that, that message in front of, they don't know who you are. They don't know if they can trust you. They don't know what your experience is. They don't know your unique point of view. And they haven't even shown interest and they haven't even moved into the consideration phase phase yet. And you're already putting an offer in front of them, which is, again, the equivalent of me walking into a bar saying, hi, my name is Misty. Will you marry? All right. I know. I shared a lot of information today. (laughs) I told you it was going to be a dumping 30 minutes of pure content. So I'm going to take the last couple of minutes to answer any questions that you might have. So. Colin, if you want, you can. Yeah, I have a couple for you here. Okay. Um, Are there any tools you recommend for capturing leads and delivering email? Yeah. Okay. Great question. So as far as lead generation is concerned, um, I mentioned this. You can set up a Facebook lead ad. So if your target audience is on Facebook, you can run an ad that allows you to cap it. Actually, when they click the, the learn more button or the sign up button, whatever your call to action is on your ad, um, it will automatically merge in their contact information into the form. So they don't have to leave Facebook in order for you to capture it. And then what you need to do, and Colin, you'd be better at even explaining this, but I'll hopefully I get this right. Basically, you've captured the lead inside of Facebook, right? But you need to get that lead into your email marketing list. So what you want to do is create, we use Zapier. Is yep. it a tool that we use? Yeah. And Zapier will then take that contact information and put it into our CRM. That is that right, Colin? That's it. <laughs> okay. So, so that's tool number one. The other thing that you can do with Facebook ads is you can run a Facebook ad to a landing page. So where does that landing page live? Well, it could be on your website, like a WordPress website, a Wix site, wherever, wherever your website is. So that's the other tool I would say. And then that leads me to the third tool. You should, if you're in business today and you don't have a CRM, um, 
you'll learn I'm a very direct person. I don't know how else to put it. Like you're not really in business because if you don't have a CRM, a CRM is a customer relationship management system, a way to capture leads, organize those leads, keep um, keep data on those leads, right? If you don't have a sales pipeline, a way to track where people are in your sales process, you really don't have a business. You have a bunch of business cards in a pile on your desk, or you might have a Google sheet that you drop people on. Um, but a CRM allows you to, to control and manage your communications with an individual and keep track of that so you know where, where they're at and the probability of them converting into a customer. <clears throat> so the tool that we use is called Keep, K-E-A-P. Uh, we're actually a preferred servicing provider of that company. And what that basically means is that um, when Keep sells their software, uh, some of their customers come over to our coaching team where they can learn how to use the software in their business. Um, but not only are we able to service their customers at that level, we can actually sell the software to our own customers. So if you're interested in a CRM and you're thinking about that, um, reach out to us, let us know, uh, drop, actually, if you're in the group, you can just drop a message down there, like keep, and we'll reach out to you and, and we can um, set you up with a free trial so you can check it out and we can talk to you about it and see if it's a good fit for your business. Um, okay, so Facebook lead ads, one tool. Um, Landing pages on your website, another tool. Zapier to move leads into your CRM. Keep is another tool. Is there anything else I'm missing, Colin? <laughs> not that I can, not that I can think of. I mean, I there's all kinds more. of tools, but those there's are the all. Yeah, there is. Yeah, um, agreed. Um, but I, I 100 agree with you that from my own personal experience, probably 10 years ago, I had the best memory that I think is imaginable, and you dropped the ball without oh. having 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 it written down and knowing where people are at. Yeah. Um. And if you know me, like, you know, I, I love my, well, now they're not yellow. They're white legal pads. I love my legal pads. I actually have a tool called Remarkable. It's actually basically a legal pad only in digital form. And you can do all kinds of cool things with it. When I travel, I travel with that. I love it. But um, no human being on this earth can run a business with hundreds of leads that are coming in. And, and manage that in your brain or on a legal pad. You have to have a CRM. The last one is, the last question is two-parter. Um, what social platforms do you recommend running ads on? Okay. And then what makes for a good cold traffic ad? Got it. Okay, so first one, you might have to remind me of the second one because I get into my train of Fair thought. <laughs> okay, so first one, social media um, platforms. So here's number one, you know your audience. You know where your audience is hanging out. Here's what most entrepreneurs do. <clears throat> and I only know this because we've worked with thousands of them, right? We've talked to thousands of them over the last 10 years that we've been in business. And um, they tend to, entrepreneurs tend to go to the platform they're comfortable with. So if I'm comfortable with Instagram, that's where I'm going to go. And that's where I think my audience is. When in fact, if you actually did the research, your audience is probably on multiple platforms, more than one. And every platform has a has pros and cons and um, things that you can leverage. Like, you know, I think we all know, you know, Facebook has a hodgepodge of information. Um, the algorithm does not make it easy for you as a business owner to reach your audience without making without boosting ads and paying for it. Um, the content that you can share there is completely different than the content you can share on Instagram. On Instagram, it's very video and graphic oriented. And then you take TikTok, right? And so here's my philosophy. If you follow 
the methodology that we taught last week on how to create content where you're creating one weekly core content video, and then you're taking that video and you're breaking it up into multiple pieces of micro content. If you follow the approach that we talk about there, you can share your content on all the platforms. And it doesn't hurt to do that because you already have the content. The work's been done. You may as well share it in as many places as you can because every platform has a different algorithm and how they display the content and who they display it to. So you might as well leverage all of them. And then at the end of the year, analyze your, or at the quarter or however you do it, um, analyze where you get the most traction and spend your efforts building content around that platform. I hope that answered the question as I think so. I could. Okay. What was the second part? What makes for a good cold traffic ad? Uh, I I don't. I mean, Colin, you do our ads, right? I I would uh, say, yeah, you got fractions of a second. If I'm answering just because I'm doing them, it would be that it needs to be an offer that you can't refuse. It It needs to be an offer you can't refuse. And it needs to be one that's focused on capturing the lead, not selling a product. Correct. If you, and if you look at the, what I'm sharing with you on my screen, right? The boosted social media is the best engagement ads to run. And we're calling them ads, but they're actually boosted posts. That's the best thing to do with cold traffic, in my opinion. Start there and then it trickles down from there. So once you've, you're consistent with boosting your post, your social media post, creating a relationship with your audience, Next thing you should do is run a lead ad. Now, once they opt in, they're kind of, they're no longer considered cold in my book. They're considered warm. And then once they're warm, right, I'm going to start to nurture them. I'm going to do that through my weekly core content. And then as as I'm building that, or sharing that weekly core content and building that relationship, the last thing I'm going to do is then I'm going to run retargeting ads to say, hey, I got something you can buy. And I may even mention it in my weekly core content too, by the way. So that kind of overlaps, but we're talking about paid advertising. So if you were to say, Misty, should I run cold traffic? You know, what kind of ads should I run to cold traffic? Social media posts first, boost those. Second is run lead ads. And then from there, they're not considered cold anymore. They're warm. And then present them with an offer to buy. All right. Very nice. Any other questions? I'm not seeing anything come in. I don't see any. Okay. Well, I um, we're a little over our 30 minute time. I, I'm finding it's taking us about 40 minutes. This is only our second live, so we're learning as we go. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. You know, if you're in, if you're part of the Extraordinary Entrepreneur membership, um, drop a message below the video. Tell us what your biggest takeaway was here. We'd love to learn. Get your feedback. The more that we can hear from you, the more that we're going to know how to show up and what we need to be talking about. Um, you know, we've got 10 years of experience in working with entrepreneurs. So, you know, we've got, we got a good sized list of things that we know that we have to help tackle, but it, it's always good to hear from you too, so that we're guiding the people that are active in our group at this moment and that we're showing up the way that you need us to. So We appreciate you. Thank you so much for showing up with us today. And we'll see you again next week.